The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Head to StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hello there. You want the bad news? Roger, Roger. The Force. It's calling to you. This is not going to go the way you think. Now you will experience the full power of the dark side. That's not how the Force works. I need someone to show me my place in all this. This is madness. Let the past die. Kill it. It's a trap! Fulfill your destiny. No! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the TSW Roundtable, another retrospective look at our, all our Star Wars Saga movies. Today, we are tackling the third episode, Revenge of the Sith. So, uh, a, a welcome a welcome podcast to have, especially after the last one. Not putting the last movie down, but, but we'll get to that later uh, and see if there's a, the improvements as we move forward through this uh, retrospective series. But... Again, I'm not alone. Uh, thankfully, I have my uh, my co-host for this episode, Ash from the Skyhoppers podcast. You want to say hi to everybody, Ash? Hello, everyone. Welcome back, Ash. This is you're you're into the prequels uh, retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this is becoming a thing. Thanks for coming back on, and uh, this this is awesome. You you know the drill. You've been on the round table. Um, I'm sure half a dozen times by now. So uh, welcome back. And oh. Congratulations on Skyhoppers reaching 100 episodes. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, so uh, you're welcome to the Century Club. It's uh, your jacket is is at the door and uh, and and members. It's in the mail. Yeah, yeah, it's members only. But you know, I mean, it, but you know, it's only the only restriction is you have to have 100 episodes. So yeah. <laughs> All right, excellent. And also joining me, um, kind of a Skyhopper's cousin. Is it a Cole? That's probably fair. Cole, okay, introduce yourself, Cole, and tell us uh, where you're from and, and, and your relationship to the Skyhoppers family. Well, my name is Cole, and uh, through the Skyhoppers Discord channel thing, me and Ben started another show called Abroa Skywalkers, where we do Legends books. Excellent. Chapters by chapter. Yes, and that's an awesome show, too, and it's, I, I definitely like the way you, you break it down so you can, especially... Everything is titled properly. Everything tells you where you are. So when you listen to your, your podcast, you know, you can jump into, okay, it's this novel between these chapters. It's almost like you have your homework. Right. Before right. you're, and, and if you fall behind, you can always jump back or it's like, oh, I didn't read that novel or you can jump or you can actually read it on your own time and then jump back into your, your show about yeah. it because it literally breaks it up. I think what you do, like one to four chapters, an episode. Yeah, yeah something like that. It's just, it's probably going to depend on the book right now that, books have been like 16 chapters so that's a pretty good breaking up point but some of the other books i know like cestus deception is like 80 chapters and there's some of them are like half a page long so i don't know how that's gonna work oh wait till you get i remember to, cestus uh, deception yes i remember going when will this book end <laughs> yeah well it was a weird one i haven't read it in like 10 years but oh and, and wait till you get to darth plagueis ben loves darth plagueis he um, i'm not a huge fan of that one either actually. Oh, no. I'm I'm kind of I mean I like Plagueis, but I'm kind of happy that we don't do the Skyhoppers book club anymore, so I don't have to read Darth Plagueis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the unabridged audio book, which is I think it's 14 hours long. It's 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 oh, it's, it's awesome. Nothing. So, but we're not done our introductions. We have uh, another friend to, of the show coming on, uh, Mike. He is on the on the Skyhoppers Discord. He is on the TSW VIP. He's in with the Tumbling Saber guys. Friend of the Commonwealth. Um, Mike, say hi to everybody and welcome to the show. Hello there. Welcome to the show and uh, and this is awesome to have you on. This is you're excited to talk about Revenge of the Sith. Oh absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, I actually, actually went and watched the movie last night just to refresh my memory. Yes, that was homework. I, I encourage everybody <laughs> to watch the movie. I watched it this morning and uh, as some of People, everybody, some of us in there, in our, we have a Commonwealth chat room on Twitter, and I posted my daughter Charlie. She's a year and a half, and she calls R two beep beep. 
So, yeah, so, and I, I posted a little 20 second video. I'm like, oh, where's Beep Beep? And then she brings me her plush R2 and calls it Beep Beep. So I'm watching Revenge of the Sith this morning, and then she's pointing at the TV. I'm like, oh, Beep Beep, Beep Beep, Beep Beep. I'm like, yes, R2 is in this movie. He's in all the movies. Well, almost all the movies. But we're not talking about that last one today. <laughs> Thankfully, Ash, I know. I see the look of relief on your face. But we're not getting into that. That's a whole other podcast, and we'll talk about that another time, I'm sure, in about seven episodes. So, retrospective, Revenge of the Sith, uh, released in 2005. It was the very last in the prequel trilogy. And I'm going to just throw it around the roundtable. Asta, how everybody saw this movie, what they were doing, and uh, and we'll just jump off from there. So I'm going to throw it to Ash first. 2005 where were you and how did you see this movie i gosh i can't remember how old i was in the mental math but i was i was a younger kid um and i went with my dad as a lot of my star wars experiences happened Uh, i had a very similar story with attack of the clones um and i went with my dad and my i remember very specifically my sister did not want to go um which is really funny because she became a star wars fan much later in life through like rebels and the force awakens and stuff like that um, but she had, like, zero interest in seeing it when we were kids. So she just never saw it up until, like, 2015. Um, and I remember going with my dad. And I I think, if I remember correctly, I went with my best friend at the time. And we, like, went out for a day. And it was it was a really cool thing just to kind of experience. It's always really cool to experience Star Wars as a kid in the theater. Especially, like, when, when it becomes, like, a family tradition. Right. Um, which is what ended up happening with a lot of these Star Wars movies is I just kind of ended up watching them with my dad. Because they conveniently came out around Christmas when he was in town. Right. Um, I do remember being specific. I do remember specifically being scarred by Darth Vader burning to a crisp at the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it was a very, it was a visceral mental image that stuck with me for a very long time. But yeah, that's where I was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that's that's 2005. So I guess. Again, I'm not going to mention about the OT trilogy and how some people have seen him in the theater. We're not going there. Everybody knows this conversation. <laughs> did, I have it. Did every you happen ep- to see it at a drive-in in 1977, Rob? I did. I did. Yes. Yeah. So I, it, when you talk about the prequels, it, it brings me back to like, oh, I've done that. But it was a, just a different trilogy and much, much, much older. Anyways, <laughs> so we're going to get on to that uh, a little bit later. But uh, Cole, where were you in uh, 2005? Oh, let's see. I was I was thirteen, because I'm a young whippersnapper, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember. I don't remember if I saw it like opening weekend. I assume I did because I was a big Star Wars fan even then. Don't remember if it was exactly like opening weekend or what day it was or anything. But I remember going with my family and like a couple of my friends, and watching it, being really pumped. Like this is the last one theoretically whatever and i have a very specific memory of both me and my friend having to use the restroom halfway through the movie but refusing to leave the theater <laughs> right it's like this it's, it's almost over i swear <laughs> two hours later yeah yeah, yeah that, that's Bel- exactly what it was believe me cole that's going to become more of a problem as you get older i i don't that's know what they say it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the movies are only getting longer oh, no kidding true. Like, like infinity war is two hours and 45 minutes or something like that like yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely, awesome. Uh, so, uh, Mike, what were you doing mm-hmm. in two thousand five? Where Where were you? Let's see. Uh, well, when that movie came out, actually, all the, the the previous two movies out, they've all got you know really overhyped, and then when they came came out, I was like, Ugh. so third movie came out, I was like, Meh, I'll wait till it comes on DVD. Didn't bother going to see it in the theater. So I had the first two. Uh, Films on uh, VHS. I was waiting for the third one to come out on VHS. Didn't come out, and I was like, oh, okay. So when it finally came out on on uh, DVD, like, okay, uh, so they watch this. Watched it. Absolutely loved it. Watch it again and again. I think I've probably seen, probably watched it about five or six times that first uh, month and a half. Right. And the, you know, the only thing uh, there was a couple, you know, this. I'm sure we'll, you know we'll get that into you know get into that uh, later on as far as what we liked what we didn't like right. was, you know it's like everybody else there was some, there was a lot of things I liked there were some things I didn't like yeah well so. yeah no and that's it that's that's I think that's like with every Star Wars movie we can say that it doesn't matter if you're talking about Empire or you're talking about Attack of the Clones you're going to come across things there are things you like and do not like about these movies I d- 
I do have to say something about Revenge of the Sith, though, when we're on that. Watching it last night really affirmed, because I was just sitting there going, there is not a thing that I don't like in this movie. <laughs> now, that might be because of nostalgia, right. but I enjoy pretty much every second of that movie. Yes, and, but... and don't worry, Ash, we'll let you talk about Bail Organa on this episode, <laughs> I promise. I know we didn't get into it on the last episode, but that is coming. Well, well he <laughs> Small actually gets stuff thriller. to do in this movie. He did. So, <laughs> he got a... <laughs> I think it's not too far to say that Bail Organa is responsible for the Jedi surviving. Well, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's just a good he's guy. He's just a good guy from what I hear. From what I hear, he's just a good guy. 2005, let me see. I would have been 32 years old. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, I saw the movie in the theater. I took my younger brother, and I watched it. And for me, I left, and I turned to him in the car i'm like oh my that, that was the culmination of my being like that's i waited to see how vader got to be vader for decades at that point so for me it just like oh it was just i don't know it, it doesn't movie have its flaws yes of course it does uh, is it the best of the prequels in my opinion yes but it, for me it was just it had especially that ending it just it, it tied everything together i was I was waiting. I saw, you know, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and I can start seeing how they're going to turn Anakin into Vader, but I just, I needed to see it and how it all pulled together. So for me, I thought it was, I, I was just totally blown away. I thought it was amazing. So, um, okay, we're, we'll pass it around the table again. This, this movie, did you like it? Did you not like it? What is the, what are the things you liked about it? What are we can just skip this conversation rolling? I'm gonna throw it back to Ash. You want to talk about Bale now, or you want to? Just... <laughs> <laughs> the the Bale Organa love didn't come till much later on down the line. Um, right. but I remember when I watched it, I loved it, and then I I remember seeing it again. I think I saw it like three times in theaters because my dad needed an excuse to see it three times in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being. I don't know like what it was when I was a kid, but something didn't click with this movie until much later down the line where I was like, oh, it all makes sense. And it might be because I had watched all of the Clone Wars and then went back and revisited the prequels and that like like upped up my enjoyment of the prequels significantly. Yeah. Um, but I do remember being a kid and enjoying it, but also being very freaked out by it. Just the, just the concept of somebody who could be as good as Anakin turning to the dark side. And, and killing kids and getting burnt to a crisp by Obi-Wan. And I was like, wow, that's what happened to Darth Vader? <sighs> but watching it watching it now, I'm, I I love, like I said earlier, I love every second of it. Um, and I think the, what they did for Vader's journey was great, um, even if it didn't entirely click with me when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, no, I really I really love this movie. Like, I, I, it, I know it has its flaws, but I have a really hard time seeing past them, probably because of the nostalgia goggles, but... Yeah, I, I just really enjoy this movie. I think it's fantastic. Cole? It is the best of the prequels, I think. Yes, uh, I, I totally agree. Cole, what do you, what do you think? Okay. Um, back when I first saw it, back in you know, 2005, I did love it. But um, over the years, it has dropped significantly in my eyes. Like, and it is actually my least favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, okay. So I know I'm, I'm kind of going to be uh, <laughs> on the negative side of things on this one. And I know that's a unpopular opinion well no that and that, you know what and that's what we're here for we're here for the conversation <laughs> yeah. if we all just bang the love drum you know i mean then it's like okay show's over so this, yeah, is yeah. An ep- this isn't an episode of the skyhoppers podcast yeah <laughs> so podcast yeah, is know. over <laughs> podcast over oh dang it should have known, known. Go, go on Cole. okay so yeah, your thoughts i don't know it something about it doesn't work for me and i think a lot of it is because I've read the Revenge of the Sith novelization like five times at least. Yeah. And I love that book. The book is amazing. And now the movie just doesn't stack up to it. Like the things that the book executes super well, the movie just drops the ball on completely to me. Well, so. I, yeah, I, I completely understand. And I, I've, uh, I've read, actually, I just re-listened to it not too long ago, getting prepared for this. And, uh, I know, I know. Even on the audiobook, you, you, it's the same thing as the novelization. But you get the, uh, you almost get the thoughts. You mean, especially uh, that if I can point something out, like the, his duel with uh, Count Dooku, oh, Anakin. Man, Anakin. It, when you read that, or when you hear it on the audiobook, it it there's so much more context to it. There's so many more layers to that scene than yes. flashy lightsabers and flips. 
yeah, and the the movie is just like, oh, it's just kind of there, nothing really special about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you hear Count Dooku thinking, oh, and you hear him thinking, oh, wow, like you get the the internal monologue of, wow, Anakin's getting powerful. This is weird. This is like, you start hearing his doubt. You start hearing, you know, what I mean, like it just, it, it just it paints a way better picture. And this novelization for this movie is a thousand percent better than Attack of the Clones. And it's not because Attack of the Clones was 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 less of a movie. Yeah. A lot of people think that, but the novelization was just way, 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 way handled way better. Yeah, man, Matthew Stover, he yes. he's uh, quite the writer. Yeah, so I totally, totally agree with you there. Yeah, it's uh, I, I still love the movie, but again, if if anybody out there has a chance, go on Audible, grab the audiobook, or or go to your local bookstore, or even download or grab it off Amazon. Grab the uh, grab the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, and it's it's fantastic. Like I I can't recommend it highly enough. Mm. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So, uh, Mike, mm-hmm. you, you like this movie? Uh, yeah. As, as I said earlier, I've seen, probably seen, seen it, um, let's see, up in, about now, probably about 20-something times. Yeah. And so, like, like I was saying, you know, the, the things I liked about it, right from that opening battle scene, mm-hmm. the, whole, uh, the scale of all the ships and flying in between them and around following the... Uh, Following Anakin and the Obi Wan's uh, craft going in and out and shooting things up and that. Oh, for sure. That opening when you're brought into the movie and you see those Jedi fighters, you mean fly just over the ship and you see the scale of the battle. Like that shot mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Awesome. Like it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Actually, there's one little part where it was so complex at the time that they said you have everything in there but the kitchen sink, and they actually included. Uh, kitchen, kitchen sink, sink. Hit, hitting as as it looks like a like debris <laughs> smashing into one of the uh, like mm-hmm. another ship. Yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's refresher me, sink. Th- refresher sink. Yeah, yeah. That, that to me is like an example of quintessential how, how to do a space battle. That's really interesting. Yes, because you have all the crazy stuff going on in the background, but it's mainly focused on Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you have like a point of reference to go to. Yeah, oh, it's cool. Right? And other things I liked with with this movie was the uh, the lightsaber battles, um, the, the the battle between uh, Grie- Grievous and Obi Wan, mm-hmm. the, the fight with du- uh, Dooku and uh, Anakin when Dooku loses loses his ar- both his arms and a head. And a head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, spoiler it. Spoiler it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, and a- yeah. There's a bunch of different different things I've I've enjoyed about the movie. Now, I also said there was things I didn't like about the movie, and you know that's probably going into the same uh, things everybody else has had to complain with the uh, the dialogue between uh, Pat, Padme and Anakin, the sappy love scenes between <sighs> Padme and Anakin. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, there's a few, and of course the <laughs> at the end, the closing scenes when uh, uh, Vader is first introduced. Finds out that that Padme is gone, and he lets out that. Yes. He's very upset by that. I think yeah. they could have, could have been, yeah. Uh, I mean, you understand that he's very upset. It just could have been uh, filmed a little different. Yeah, I, I think. I, I mean, sound could have been a little different. I mean, you could cut out the no entirely and just have him crushing things with the force, and it would yeah. get the same effect, probably. I, I, I honestly think what they were trying to do in that moment. Now, it, just for content, everybody at the end of the when once Vader, once Anakin is all patched up and he gets his limbs put back on, and they put him in the Vader suit, he stands up real, and Emperor tells him, "No, you killed Padme," and he puts his arms out. And he goes, no, so I think what they were trying to convey is like. Because we see Darth Vader as Darth Vader, and the whole point of the prequel trilogy was to, yeah, we have this little boy that's going to be this man in the suit. So with Darth Vader showing that quote-unquote emotion, whether horribly or not, was for us to say, oh, that's Anakin. Mm -hmm. Because normally he's, he's yelling at people and doing the squishy throat thing after that. (laughs) So we, you know what I mean? So we, it's kind of like, oh, okay, Yeah, yeah. at the heart of it, he's still that whiny you got teenage it. boy in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> exactly. That's thank that's you a good point. I've never thought about that. I'm, but then again, that's just probably me making. I'm trying to make peace with it. You know, like <laughs> there's there's uh, there's a couple it things. Is, it is pretty bad. Like there's no way to get around it. It's yeah. uh, as I, like Rob said, it's it, it's it's there for a reason. I didn't understand why why I was there, and I I actually 
um, appreciate that that whole piece being there. I just think the uh, the recording of it could have been oh, a bit more guttural or, or something. Like, no! Exactly. No. Are you are you telling me there's some stale performances in the prequel trilogy? I'm shocked. No. Shocked. I tell you. No. No. no it's because I'm so in love with you. <laughs> so love is blind. I wish we you. could go back to the fields of Naboo when all we Naboo. had was our love. Yes. Every time yeah. I want a hug from one of my kids, oh, I, I tell one of my kids, I'm like, "Oh, hold me like you did on Naboo," and they're like, "Dad, man, 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 man. Like, just, like, they just, hate it. You're breaking my heart." <laughs> Okay, so I can't follow. <laughs> Look, it's not Natalie Portman's fault, but no, no it was, it was... she got the worst of it. <laughs> yeah, I think, and... I think if they, uh, if uh, Luke, Lucas had let given a bit, or somebody else was actually direct, directing them, it could the dialogue, even with same, the same dialogue, could have been more uh, heartfelt. Well, well, I've more, always said more, more that. I've always said that I Like Sand is no worse than I'm Nice Men from The Empire Strikes Back with Han and Leia. Like, yeah. you like me because I'm a scoundrel. The difference is the delivery. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I watched that a uh, couple, couple months back, and that, just that, that the scene, I saw it kind of sort in a little different light of, you know, he's like nervous and just trying to make small talk. Like, uh, well, uh, I don't like sand. It just gets <laughs> everywhere, of course. <laughs> that's like kind of how i took it well yeah so okay so oh i think i can scratch this question off my my list here about the dialogue yes we know yeah, it's <laughs> cheesy uh, and we get it and we uh, ash we talked about this on the last uh, retrospective it was almost like m- me trying to make sense of it was like okay put myself into a teenage rob what i said to girls in high school and yes they, and it was the 80s so it was probably a thousand times more cheesy than anything. Thinking, thinking, thinking back to what guys said in, to me in high school, right. it kind of makes perfect sense that Anakin would be that way. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it, we, we don't have a firm gla- grasp of the English language or, or any meaning or, or, or tone control when it comes to talking to girls we crush on. <laughs> this is a fact. This is a fact. But that so, doesn't make a good movie. No, no, it doesn't. No, no, that is correct. Oh. It's like there's a certain there's a certain level where it's like you like Han and Leia because Han is this charming romantic guy who's going to sweep you off your feet like he sweeps Leia off. You don't really want to see like the awkward guy not knowing really what to say when you're 16 and watching these movies. Like mm-hmm. that's not that's not your dream of what a, a guy in a movie should be. There's no escapism there because it's like no, that's like Jim who tried to hit on me last week and yeah. utterly failed. You know exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, yeah. When, when it doesn't, when the, I'm sure, like, watching it uh, from your perspective, Ash, like, it's like, okay, that's not a leading man. That's like, that's that, like you said, Joe, Jim from Home Ec class. Like, it's, it doesn't, you know yeah. what I mean? It just, it's not the same. So, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, for myself, yeah, I, I love this movie. I thought it was the best of the prequels. Uh, I, I thought it tied everything together beautifully. I was. Curious, how are you going to get rid of all the Jedi? Well, they wrote themselves out of that corner. Um, how are you going to turn this little boy into Darth Vader? Okay, yeah, uh, there was some stumbles along the way, but you've you you did that. It was very, it, it seemed seemed force at some points, but it was still great. The lightsaber battles, especially the Obi Wan Anakin one, fantastic. The score for this movie. Uh, it, it, it just for for it that loops through the entire prequels with the like every time a fight scene comes up that 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 score has replaced the uh, Star Trek original series. So when you when you dethrone something out of my head with something else, that's that you have to have high marks for that. That is that is well done for sure. Um, a few of the things that are a little that rub me the wrong way. Uh, some of the CGI uh, at the end when Yoda's crawling through a tunnel looks a little awkward. There's, there, I know we can pick through it a lot, but it was 2005. It was 13 years ago. We we have to even make those concessions. We have to realize it, it, the time it was made. Um, when uh, when they Mace Windu goes with the other Jedi and they go to arrest uh, Darth Sidious and they. And the, the first two Jedi like just fold like cheap long chairs. <sighs> you know what I mean? So Poor Kid Fisto, man. Yeah. Like, well, oh. Kid, Kid Fisto actually kind of 
he was. We don't get Sidious to see actually swung at him, and he was trying to defend something else. So I watched it this morning. I'm like, oh, he that one was a little easier to sell, not quite. But the other two were just like stab, 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 stab. Like it was just like you're Jedi. How did what? Like I could have defended that, and I I'm played with a sword since I was ten it's years like, old. Like I like I understand that they're trying to like demonstrate how powerful Palpatine is, right? right. Because these are a few. I can't remember how many Jedi are actually there. Um, four, Mace, right? four, four, four? okay. Yeah. She knocks down three Jedi like it's nothing. Yeah. Um, and I, I understand that, but at the same time, it would have been nice to have them not go out like chumps, you know. Yes. Especially characters like Kit Fisto, who we kind of retroactively have grown attachments to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you watch the Clone Wars, that is. Yeah. Well, the same and, with Plo, uh, Plo Koon. I mean, so, yeah, Plo Koon just gets blasted out of, out of the sky, and it's like seriously. Well, that one <laughs> was his bad. The great fighter pilot. Come that, on, seriously. That one wasn't bad. My issue when they when they're going through the Order uh, sixty six is the the, the Twi'lek. And it was Kira, Kira. yeah, yeah. When, when uh, she uh. dies, she f- turns around and throws her, and she you can see her actually looking at the ground where she's gonna flop. Like, oh, I'm falling. Ayla Sakura Sakura also gets the worst of it, too, because they continue to shoot her after she's already on the ground and dead. Mm -hmm. They just, like, keep shooting her. I'm like, hmm, female Jedi gets the worst treatment out of all of this. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm totally kidding. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Yes, I know. I I agree with you. That was, like, I was a little, okay, okay. I think you got her, guys. Thank you, guys. It's okay. Like, she's dead. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 when you need the sergeant in the background, uh, did you get her? Yeah. Guys, I think she's dead. I think you got her. <laughs> Hang on, yeah, yeah. Let me, yes, and, and then the outtakes. You see them setting her on fire. Okay, okay boys. Like that's enough. Like, okay. Well, uh, okay. As usual with these retrospectives, we don't go. We don't break these movies down scene for scene for scene. This is just four people hanging out talking about a movie that we, some of us loved, and some of us, you mean, uh, just <laughs> watched it because it's part of the saga. So. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass around the table, but I'm gonna start it with something. Um, with the way this movie acts, I know there's a huge, like people just can't wrap their head around Padme dying during childbirth. Now, uh, this is up until a hundred years ago. This was this was happened fifty percent of the time to women. Like like childbearing was one of the most dangerous things anybody could ever do. But we're in a galaxy far, far away, and she just dies of depression. Personally, I've heard a lot of I heard a lot of uh, workarounds, and for my head canon, it was like, okay, maybe Anakin did kill her with the Force choke, or nearly killed her, and the only thing keeping her alive was the midichlorians with the twins in in her stomach, right? And then once she gives birth, she's now separated physically from these kids, and then then she passes away. Is that too much, or is it just... I think I think we're giving... When people try to do that, they're giving George Lucas far too much credit for what actually happened. And yes. I will say, the worst part about this movie, I think one of the worst things that they ever did in the saga is killing Padme because of a broken heart. Yes. Like, I, it, is, it is ridiculous, it is insulting, <laughs> and it's like... Because they make a point of saying... Sorry, I'm very passionate about no, this. They no, make a but... point of saying... <laughs> She lost the will to live. I'm like, your will to live is right there, Padme. Yeah, <laughs> there's two of them actually. <sighs> yeah, and it and it frustrates me. And it's it's one of those things. I don't often talk about stuff like this because often I don't think it makes a difference. But it's so clearly written by a man. Yes. That it's just like <laughs> it it is. It's just egregious. Well, Hayden Christensen is really hunky, Ash. Come on, like, you know. I've never understood why she went for Hayden Christensen, Christensen over hot Ewan McGregor, who was much closer <laughs> to her age range. <laughs> if I had the choice between the two of them, I'd be like, Obi-Wan, sorry. It was, yeah. It was the hair. It was that glorious hair on his head. Oh, it was that, that weird mullet and Padawan braid. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so no, this is perfect. This is exactly why I brought this up because it, it is a thorn. Like I, I like my reasoning with all the midichlorians is just so I can make it through the end of the movie and be like, okay, I can just yeah. It has to be something. It can't like because my absolute refusal to believe. Oh come on! Like like you you've created this galaxy far far away and and you did that. You know what I mean? It just. I, don't, and I think the, the, more, the most egregious thing is they say she lost the will to live. They yes. didn't have I, – I mentioned this 
on my podcast like months ago when we did an episode on Padme, they should have just had Anakin kill her if that's what they were going to yes. do. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it would have been better for Anakin's character to have her just or to have him just kill her outright. Yes. And then she could only survive long enough to deliver the twins and then she was done. Um, but they don't do that. They make a point of saying she lost the will to live. And oh. it's like that happens. People die of a broken heart all the time. But it's 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 like Padme is one of the strongest people in the galaxy and did not deserve to go out like that. Yes, that's that's where it is. She's not like the she you hear couples that are married for 70 years and they're both in their 90s and they die three months within each other just because it's they literally can't live without each other and they're also 90 years old but yeah but as you said ash padme was is a super strong character even i know it's there's a lot in the novel and there's a lot in outtakes but they're they're building her up as forming the rebellion realizing there's something yeah i mean there's a there's a deleted scene where like her bail organa mon mothma and a couple other senators are which i really wish they didn't cut out but i understand why they did because i'm all about that politics stuff but um but yeah it's it's really unfortunate what happened to her yeah i don't know how they would have written her into the i i I don't think they should have kept her alive because i don't know how they would have written her in having the original trilogy be what it is but at the same time it's like she just did not that was a very stupid kind of half-baked way to kill her you know yeah like oh she died of a broken heart and again i know like i said earlier somebody dying in child giving birth is not uncommon now i know they have all the technology and they had that robot with the little baby scooper which was really (laughs) weird like that that ladle that baby ladle (laughs) (laughs) exactly like I don't know. I, have, you, I, have you guys ever seen that that string of tweets that's just like Padme never went to a doctor, and like the 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 fall of the of the galactic or not the galactic senate, the fall of the republic could have probably been solved with you know an OBGYN. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh exactly okay so um cole i'm gonna throw it to you you don't have to touch on the scene if you don't want we like just uh stuff about the movie like uh is there anything you change like stuff that you have to kind of watch it and correct in your own headcanon oh um this might be a long list for you i understand it's the same thing i mean what y'all were just talking about like i'm in my head i'm like anakin does kill her i mean yeah and that the droids just don't know what they're talking about, and Palpatine does, because Palpatine's like, it seems that in your anger, you killed her. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. He knows more than those dumb, dumb droids. Who, what do they know? They're just on this weird asteroid thing. They have weird scoops for hands. Yes. That, that does not look like a like a, a qualified medical droid for it's giving a, for it, delivery. It seems they children. have lost will to live. I mean, it's a droid. What are you not talking about, man? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, there's that, and... uh. I watched the uh, Clone Wars macro series, the Gindy Tartakovsky one, yep. leading up to Revenge of the Sith. And so Grievous in this is like tremendously disappointing to me. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. Sure. That's that's one of those things I'm like, uh, I mean, even at the end of that, they like crush his chest. Like, OK, that's the reason he's like coughing and is kind of an idiot in this. But it still was like for kids like me that were growing up watching those I'm like, oh, this Grievous guy is going to be the coolest thing ever. And then in the movie, he's like kind of a chump. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he 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 kind of tuck tails and run, especially. Um, it, it just it, I'm I'll, I'm gonna ask you, Cole, because you do that your your other podcast with <laughs> that that looks into novels in in this mm-hmm. galaxy far far away. Do you think um, being a fan of the EU it makes makes some of these movies better, or or is it like like we like we read? If you read the novelization of this movie, yes, it gives it so much more context. And when you're watch- yeah. rewatching the movie, it makes it better. But can it also taint it a little bit too? Yeah, like, well, I mean, like knowing I said, too knowing the too much. The novelization of this kind of tainted the movie for me because the novel's so good and it makes the weaknesses of the movie stand out. But then a lot of the other novels that like fit between things, yes, that can explain away little details that don't make sense or provide greater context for things. And I do think that it works out, like. Uh, Phantom Menace is my favorite of the prequels. Uh, another controversial opinion. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. A lot of that though comes in the fact that I read the Jedi Apprentice young readers novels, okay. and that I'm very invested in Obi Wan and Qui Gon's Jedi Master and Apprentice thing. Like 
I love seeing the conclusion to that. Yeah. And that makes a lot of that make more sense, makes it more emotional whenever Qui-Gon dies, even though, you know, you've only known him for one movie for most people. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, because you're set up, you're set up for it. And that's like your opinion of Grievous was tainted because of your, you were invested into the EU before this movie as well. That's, yeah. that's the, that's the point of, I was going to make, like, it's, it's almost like, uh, like knowing too much. Yeah. It, you, you, yeah. And, it, but you never know. It, oh, go ahead, Ash. I think it has the potential to ruin a lot of movies. Like, a Rogue One is slightly... Here's an example. Rogue One is slightly tainted for me because Catalyst really should have been the opening crawl of Rogue One. Okay. And, if you read Ca- and if you read Catalyst, you understand the relationship between Galen and Lyra and Krennic a lot better right. than mm-hmm. if, you, if you didn't. Which, it's fine in Rogue One. They kind of explain it away. But having that additional context makes the story that much greater and makes the Krennic a lot greater of a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that personal thing with Jin at the end where, you know, she she avenges the deaths of her parents, essentially, and, and kills him, it makes it just that much more powerful. Because yeah. you've seen that relationship. I think, it, like, getting into Legends and getting into the the new expanded universe does have the potential to slightly be like, well, it wasn't that in a movie or the shows or whatever. But I think for the most part, it just expands your enjoyment of it. Because if you care enough to look into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to throw it to Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, your headcanon. Is there anything that you've had to mentally fix in this movie? Uh, yeah, well, I was just going right back to what uh, we were talking about earlier with the uh, Padme giving uh, giving childbirth and mm-hmm. uh, dying of a quote unquote broken heart. I was in the same boat for the longest time. Like what? Yeah, so makes sense. And somebody brought something up. Uh, I made it pretty much made a you know, pretty good point um, recently, um, where. Anakin's getting uh, well, exactly Vader at the time now, getting put back together. Uh, he's on the uh, edge of death, being put back together. Palpatine's there, overseeing everything. She's giving birth and she's dying. Um, now, in my head, can I kind of fix it? Either Anakin's sucking the life out of her for his will to live, or Palpatine's sucking the life out of her and putting it into Anakin to uh, to kickstart him. Yeah, I, I guess I guess if it makes, I think that's one way to look at it. I think I think what they were trying to do was mirror the birth of the twins with the birth of Vader, mm-hmm. kind of like visually, right? And then, but you never know if there's only so many midichlorians to go around. Like <laughs> maybe this is the thing. Is there a finite number of midichlorians? That's By, or, that's an interesting topic for another day. I think or, it's like or, over nine thousand. Yeah, there's only so much Bible juice for everybody. You, you <laughs> yes, I listen to the Skyhoppers podcast. <laughs> so, if you don't listen to the Skyhoppers podcast, you're going to be very confused. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everyone knows what Bible juice is. Exactly. Except, but you never know. Okay, now we, we just talked about some of these plot holes, but you never know. Um, Lucasfilm, I know they're, we just got some news earlier this week that they're going to cut back on some of these standalone movies, but... I know I used to watch a movie that had a ton of plot holes in it. There was a thing. It's like, what What the heck is... I need somebody to explain 12 parsecs to me. Like, why is it a, a distance... What, you know, why? what's wrong What's Why wrong is it a this? unit of distance? Exactly. Yeah. And I also need... Uh, why is there such a flaw in the Death Star? And I got two full-length, huge, budgeted, $200 million movies filling those pop- plot holes for me. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Maybe we'll get, I mean, like... Rogue One is ostensibly, a, like, a $250 million pl- uh, plot hole fixer. Exactly. So maybe we'll get one... We Maybe we'll get the Padme, uh, you mean, visiting her, her, her doctor and, and for two hours at $200 million. <laughs> like, just to fix something. Like, you mean, maybe Will to Live is, is an acronym for something. I don't want to make it up, nor do I want to write it, and, and nor do I, I think any man should write it. <laughs> but anyway, okay. We're, Can we we're, just get? I mean, just make it about Bail Organa and Padme hanging out for two hours with Mon Mothma included. Yeah, and uh, I'll watch that movie. I'll write that movie. Lucasfilm, hire me. I'll write that movie. There you go. There you go. It, yeah, and I know they're listening. Kathleen Kennedy listens all the time. Obviously, she doesn't message me or doesn't write me back. But that's that's another something else. <laughs> so, okay. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna pass around the table. Um. We we talked about what we liked about this movie. We talked about what we loved about this, um, what we loved about this movie, and what we didn't like about this movie. And uh, where does it? I'm going to pass it around. Where does it fit 
in in the saga for you now? Like, what is this? Uh, is, does it have any particular meaning to you? Does it have any? Um, does it? It like you know is is it one of those ones where you have to revisit every year once a year you got to throw it on like or is it just because it is a Star Wars movie you kind of have to watch it every once in a while like uh, Ash like wh- this movie like now if you want you can go on about bail <laughs> like is, is it like what what is oh, it oh you've opened the floodgates my I friend have. um go ahead I think, so I do love Bail Organa and that's probably why it's so high up on this list because he definitely gets the most stuff to do right. like I said earlier he is I think he's almost single handedly responsible for saving the entire Jedi Order um, Jimmy Smith Jimmy Smith yeah um, no I think in in as far as like how I rank it and where it sits for me as a Star Wars film I like it more than everything that uh, has come out post TFA TFA included um, I like it's my it's my favorite of the prequels. So, so it's I mean actually no Rogue, that's that's a lie. I, I like it more than the saga films that have come out with the, right. the quote unquote Disney era because Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, but it it isn't something I revisit as much as the original trilogy, or like Rogue One or something like that. I do watch it probably a couple of times a year, but that's probably just because it's a Star Wars movie, and I do get a lot of genuine enjoyment out of it. But it's not it's not my favorite Star Wars movie by any means. But it's it's higher than a lot of them. Yeah, I don't really I don't really know if I'm making any sense. No, but yeah, no. I mean it's a, it's an important part of my Star Wars watching experience because Attack of the Clones is the first one I remember seeing, but I was still pretty young. And Revenge of the Sith is one I distinctly have vivid memories of watching in the theater, so it'll always have a special place in my heart. And uh, um, I'm assuming too because you you do have memories of going seeing uh, Attack of the Clones, and I guess this is the first Star Wars movie where you were actually cognitive of the of the build-up to it yeah you yeah mean? this was this this was the first one where my friends were like oh we can't wait for the new star wars movie and there was toys and there was all yep. this stuff going on and yeah it, it was it was like baby hype compared to what it's like nowadays but it was it there was a lot of genuine excitement towards it yeah, I remember, me, I remember me, me and my best friend playing with lightsabers and talking about our theories and speculation like way back in the day so yeah i mean i always have fond memories because of that well, I did, and we've touched on this even earlier in this episode with with the parallels. Like we, that's a lot like Empire was for me. There was like, oh, there comes the next one, and then the schoolyard discussion because we were still literally kids talking about is is Vader Luke's father? Like what? Is <laughs> like, he lying? Like yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, it, it's a, yeah, I understand. Like so, this for you, like having a Star Wars movie where you're actually you're at the age where toys are are everything and your the anticipation of a movie is of coming out is is like it's you can't it's really hard to explain unless you went through it you know what i mean yeah like, and all and all your and all your friends love it too cuz yeah. everybody loves star wars and it's 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 a very unique experience that i'll probably never have ever again just yeah, being no. a kid and being very excited about the new Star Wars movie, because I'm oh, I'm always excited about new Star Wars movies now, but it's not it's not the same kind of unbridled joy that I had back in the day. Yeah, it's a lot. Can't it's even lot. conceive of the idea of it being bad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can't be bad. Yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a lot like Christmas. Like, yeah, I look forward to Christmas, but it's not like it was. You mean when you're a kid? Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, it was like Empire. Empire for me. When I was. Um, I don't know, it's about nine, ten, like eleven or twelve when Empire came out. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, stunned as Star Wars, yay, toys, yay. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, seeing that, in the, seeing that in the theater, and and, and you just see see the adats walking across the ice. It's like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Oh look, they split one in half. No, it's a scout troop. It's a scout walker. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I see that. Oh look, they split one in half. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I, I remember I remember going to either Toys R Us or some other toy store and scanning the wall with the action figures on it so I could learn the characters' names. And I knew a lot of the like side characters' names. Like I knew Grievous before the movie came out because of the toys. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you had it better than us. We had Walrus Man, like stuff that was just horribly here's a name. What? Reese. Yes, Reese, yes. <laughs> Um, Except that was, that was a, that was later on in the Wolfman. Uh, Wolfman, yes. Yeah, well. <laughs> Snaggletooth. Snaggletooth, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hammer, Hammerhead. 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 Yeah. 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 Who's the other? Uh, so, uh, so okay. Well, I'll throw it while while you're while you're on on a roller, Mike. I'll throw it to this movie. 
Like, what is it? Uh, it where does it sit for you in, in the in the saga? Uh, as far as the well, the, on the entire saga, it kind of sits down on the lower level. And Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace are the, my last two. Okay. Um, I would I would sit sit it up towards the uh, uh, fifth or sixth alongside. Um, uh, they call uh, not the Last Jedi. Uh, uh, Force, Force Awakens. <laughs> Force Awakens. Yeah, drawing a blank. Yeah, right, right alongside For- Force Awakens. There was other other the movies I enjoyed a lot, a lot more. Um, you know, A New Hope and Empire. Yep. Are the very top, and more so for the uh, the nostalgia reasons because those are the fir- first, very first two movies I've seen. Saw in Star Wars. Saw them in the theater. Right. Um, and then you know, Rogue One came out, and I absolutely flipped with that movie. It was. Just completely different, and what really sold me on on that was the uh, the closing Vader sequence. I just love Vader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that the way he tore up those soldiers was like, whoa, that is yeah. awesome. That that's actually the I, closest. I would, I would, that's actually the closest I've ever gotten to like I'm a kid again in a Star Wars movie moment uh-huh. was just watching Vader destroy all those people. I mean, yeah. I could if they do a full length movie of, of Vader at that time period, and they could do from. Two and a half hours of him just tearing stuff up. <laughs> be like, on high, high heaven. Like, yes. Yeah, get, get him, get him. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. All right. Well, I'm gonna throw it. Uh, Cole, I know, I know you. You, you kind of poo pooed this movie. I'm, but it's it's still a Star <laughs> Wars movie, right? I'm sure it's still a Star Wars movie, and, and so it still has a fond place in my heart. So where does it sit in the saga for you? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear. Like, it, it really does sit like at the bottom. It is my least favorite of all of them. But and I really only rewatch it if I'm rewatching everything. Right, I, I just watch them in order, and it was the one I'm like, ah, well, guess got to get through this one again. But yeah. but um, yeah, it it's definitely still important. I mean, it's it's the most important one of the prequels, regardless of how much I, how I feel about it. It's like quality, right? The most stuff happens in it, so it's important. Yeah, well, absolutely, I I I agree with you there. I think for me. If I I, I kind of have to mentally wipe out nostalgia, like I would put this one ahead of almost ahead of Return of the Jedi. I'm not sure. I'll have to. My, I have a very fluid list, but it, it, I thought <laughs> it was does. that good. And maybe because it does, it literally had ticks all the boxes. Like, what do I need to go to have to watch this movie and then to be able to jump into New Hope? Like what what has to be done and it, it's it answered all these questions and and i don't know if it's because those questions for me were were i was questioning for so long before this movie came out and then once the prequels came out and because in my mind this one was so much better than the other two prequels movies than the first two so yeah i for myself i rank it like really high like it'd be it's it i know there's 10 star wars movies now and it would definitely it's definitely in the top five with without a doubt like it has to be it has to be so um yeah i think um revenge of the sith like it just it's uh it's it's the movie that had to be made (laughs) if that makes any sense to anybody i mean if you're gonna make a prequel one this is the one movie you kind of had to make um Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, and and this is also too with the pre. Uh, just to follow up on the prequels, like this was, it turned the saga into Anakin's story, and it wasn't Luke's story anymore, and it wasn't a princess story anymore, and it wasn't you know it wasn't this thing. It was or with these bad guys, like it, it it turned it into Vader's arc, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, but there we go. Awesome. Well, you know what? Um, we're again. This is not one of those. We're gonna hit every scene. We're gonna talk about everything. Um, I'm gonna pass it on the table. Uh, everybody can tell us uh, where everybody can be found on the on the Twitter machines. If you are on Twitter, or on Facebook, or whatever, or if you have anything to plug or what you're doing on the side, uh, let the good people listening know. And of course, Ash. I know we mentioned Skyhoppers. I think is a thing. Yeah, so uh, you can you can find my podcast, which is the Skyhoppers podcast, uh, which is kind of an anything and everything Star Wars show, um, at SW Skyhoppers on Twitter. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, all of those places. Um, I also do another show called Starships, which is about uh, shipping and romantic relationships in Star Wars, and that can be found at ClashingSabers.net. And you can also, if you want to, I don't know why you would, follow me at my personal Twitter, which is at AirSatsAsh. 
Excellent. Oh, and may I say, your the podcast you did with your dad was extremely educational for myself because I was actually <laughs> learning some new lingo and 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 what I had no idea, like like fridging and and like what was like uh, there was there was a few things I was not aware of what was going on. Yeah, that so. was that was definitely an interesting uh, experiment. Exper- you know, call it an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was educational. Uh, Cole, where can the good people find you? Well, I, as we mentioned earlier, I have a podcast called Abroa Skywalkers that I did with Ben from Skyhoppers. And we've, we've covered the first two of the Han Solo trilogy books. And we're going to be covering the third one here in a week or two. We're starting to cover it, rather. Right. And I've also guested on the Coffee with Kenobi Network on Legends Library before. I've guested on there twice and probably will again in the future. And my personal Twitter is at Mando Wraith. Excellent. Okay. And Mike? Well, if uh, okay, if someone well, wants to hook up with you, where, where where can they find you? Uh, they won't find me on any uh, podcast because I'm not on any podcast. I listen to them all. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at on Facebook at Mike Mescellini Russo. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gundark2000. Excellent. All right, and you can find myself. I am at Robert M.M. Cast on the Twitter machine and uh, Cast1973 on Instagram. I also do the TSW comic show with uh, my good friend Tim from the Nerd Room, and we get together once a month and we discuss TSW comics. And uh, we've mentioned this before. If you're not reading Vader, shame on you. Pick it up, please. Yeah, remedy that immediately. Yes, exactly. Do, do, Do yourself a favor. I know, I know, Cole, they're not novels. But, yeah, sorry, man. I just don't do comics very much. Yeah, well, you know, some of us, we, we, we like pictures. So, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can find us there. Also, you can find me. I got a weekly show, The Roman Potting Cast. Uh, it is not kid-friendly and it's not have anything to do with Star Wars or novels. Yeah, no, never novels. So, But uh, if you feel like having a, an adult chuckle for about 30 minutes a week, you can uh, check out The Roman Potting Cast. And uh, until next time, uh, guys, thank you very much. We The prequels retrospective is now done. We've gotten through the prequels, and and we're well, actually, I'm on to The New Hope, and there is a long list of people wanting to get on that one. <laughs> I don't know why, and of course, we'll have to talk about where we were when we saw that movie, and I can't wait to let everybody know. So, uh, again, Ash, Mike, Cole, thank you very much, and until next time, uh, we'll see you later. Bye.